You're listening to Worship Life Radio with Pastor Holland Davis of Calvary Chapel San Clemente on today's edition. And I can imagine that God's probably the funniest Jewish comedian ever. God loves to laugh. I don't know where in the church people got the idea that God is angry, vengeful, and a God of wrath. No, God likes to laugh. He likes to have fun. He made you. Just look at across the room and say, yeah, he made you. That's a laugh. Sorry, it's a bad joke. Many people might think of God as some kind of angry old man, just waiting for a reason to be angry and punish people. Some might view him as an iron-fisted ruler, incapable of connection. But in today's message, Pastor Holland will remind you that those descriptions of God couldn't be further from the truth. God is a God of love, joy, and so much more. Jesus, during his time on earth, would have enjoyed laughing and spending time with those he loved, and he is no different today. Let's join Pastor Holland in the book of Leviticus chapter 9 as he continues his message, Intimacy with God. There's another kind of intimacy. And I call this the intimacy of presence. The intimacy of presence. And this happens after God delivers Israel from Egyptian bondage and he leads them into the wilderness. And it's in the wilderness where they experience the presence of God. There's nothing there except them and God. Anything that they need, there's no food there, there's no water there. If it's going to be given to them, it has to come from God. They've left everything to be with God, and now all they have is God. And oftentimes I have to reflect on that moment. You know, I left everything to follow Jesus. Is all I have still just Jesus? Are there other things in my life besides Jesus that have my attention? God descended upon Mount Sinai and he established his kingdom in the midst of Israel by the giving of the law. And he said, I will be your God and you will be my people. And at the end of Exodus, God descends upon the tabernacle of meeting. And there God is in the midst of his people. God is in the middle of Israel. And we read in Exodus 40, verse 34, it says, Then the cloud covered the tabernacle of meeting, and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. And Moses was not able to enter the tabernacle of meeting because the cloud rested above it, and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. I mean, that was a real sense of the presence of God. It was so powerful that they couldn't even get close to the tabernacle, the the brilliance, the brightness of God was shining. The Bible calls it an unapproachable light. It's so bright, you can't even approach it. And I don't know if you've ever been in a place where the presence of God was so strong, where it literally weighed on you. It's referred to as the kabod, the glory of God. And in the word, that word kabod means weight. There's a weightiness to the presence of God. 
And God led the nation with his presence. In verse 36 of chapter 40, it says, Whenever the cloud was taken up from above the tabernacle, the children of Israel would go onward in all their journeys. But if the cloud was not taken up, then they did not journey till the day that it was taken up. For the cloud of the Lord was above the tabernacle by day, and fire was over it by night, and in the sight of all the house of Israel throughout all their journeys. And so every house of Israel saw the presence of God. It was something that they could see. Every house of Israel experienced, had an encounter with the presence of God. They felt the rush of exhilaration as the fire of God whooshed from the tabernacle and the heat of the fire. They could feel it on their skin. It was an experience. And so often we've allowed our Fear to keep us from having an experience, an encounter with God. And there are those that will even preach, no, it's not by feelings, it's by faith. You must just believe it, think it in your head. And if you think it in your head, it is true. Guys think that, by the way. We think it in our head, yard thou shalt be mowed, and it is done. But you see, the Jews apparently weren't that bright because it wasn't like they just thought it in their head. They needed to experience it. They wanted to see it. They wanted to know that it was real. And when they saw it, they experienced it. They felt the coolness of the day, the cloud by night. They experienced the the light being blocked out, the sun, the heat not coming down upon them. They experienced the fire at night warming them, keeping them warm. There was a real sense of the presence of God in their midst. I remember when Lonnie Frisbee prayed for me when I was 17. I was filled with the Holy Ghost for sure. I felt like a thousand volts of electricity went through my body, and I thought that if it got any more, I was going to die. I felt the raw power of God. And so there has been nothing in my life, nothing that has ever happened in my life that could ever convince me that God isn't more powerful or that God isn't more real uh, than that there's another God that's more real or more powerful than God is. I have seen the power of God. I've witnessed it. I've experienced it. And I know that I know that I know. I know in whom I have believed in and I'm persuaded that no matter what I go through, that he has the power to keep me. Because I've experienced his presence. It's been a, it's a reality to me. And there's an intimacy with God that can only be experienced through an encounter with Him. It's not just a mental belief, but it's a personal encounter. And there are many churches that are built on just these personal encounters, addicted to the presence of God. They love the sense of power and the emotion. They love to see God moving in their midst, and it's wonderful, it's good. But there's another kind of intimacy. And I call it the intimacy of friendship. 
the intimacy of friendship. And I want you to understand something about this. Because all of Israel saw the presence of God. All of Israel experienced the presence of God. But there are only two people in the Bible that God called friend. Moses and Abraham. Abraham was called a friend of God. In James 2.23, it says, And the scripture was fulfilled, which says, Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness. And he was called a friend of God. And Moses was also called a friend of God. In Exodus 33.11, it says, The Lord spoke to Moses face to face as a man speaks to his friend. And so Moses experienced that friendship with God. Not just his presence, but friendship. And friendship is based on trust. And that's what it says. Abraham believed God. It was counted to him for righteousness. He trusted God. Friendship is based on this trust that is built over a long period of time when you share life together. You share life experiences together. And that's what Abraham went through. He, he trusted God. He knew God. He believed in the Lord. And as he would live out his life and he was making decisions, he would make decisions that were based on his friendship with God, this, his trust in God became the basis of his friendship with God. And as a result, God shared his plans with Abraham. We read in Genesis 18, 17, God said, shall I hide anything from Abraham, what I'm about to do? And that's what you do with your friends, isn't it? Don't you share everything? Everything that's going on in your heart, your, your struggles, your joys, you just, you just share with your friends. You want them to know, hey, I'm going to go to the river this weekend. You want to come along? You're my friend. You share your life with your friends. And that's what God does to us. When, God spoke to, when the Lord spoke to Moses, it says he spoke face to face. Meaning there was nothing between him and Moses. There was nothing in the way. They had a clear relationship. And that word speaks suggests that God conversed with Moses. It wasn't like, you know, he was sitting on his throne and dictating to Moses and Moses was taking notes. Don't let me interrupt you, Lord. No, they had a dialogue. They were talking back and forth like friends do. Friends talk back and forth. Worship Life Radio with Holland Davis will continue right after this. Hi, this is Holland Davis, and I'm the pastor of Calvary Chapel in San Clemente. And I just want to take a moment and invite you to come and visit us at one of our Sunday morning services or to our midweek Bible study. Calvary Chapel San Clemente is a Jesus people community right here in the city of San Clemente, California. You know, we identify with our roots in the Jesus movement because that's where I came to Christ. And of course, that's where Calvary Chapel was born. 
When you come to our church, you're going to find a church that loves to worship the Lord with song. We love to study God's word verse by verse, and we love to share the love of God with other people. If that's the kind of church you're looking for, consider visiting us. You can find out all about us online at calvarysancomeni.org. We look forward to worshiping with you soon, and may God richly bless you. Now, let's continue with today's edition of Worship Life Radio. What's interesting, this word speaks should also include laughter. And so they laugh together. I mean, I can imagine that God's probably the funniest Jewish comedian ever. God loves to laugh. And I don't know where in the church people got the idea that God is angry, and vengeful, and a God of wrath. No, God likes to laugh. He likes to have fun. He made you. Just look at across the room and say, yeah, he made you. That's a laugh. Sorry, it's a bad joke. But also what can be included in that word is singing. That God loves to sing. In fact, the Bible says that he sings over us. And so you can imagine going by this tent of meeting and Moses is in there with God. And they're laughing and they're singing together and they're talking like friends do. It's a reciprocal relationship. That's what friendship is. It's back and forth. It's not one-sided. But what blows me away is that Jesus calls you and I his friend. In John 15, 15, it says, No longer do I call you servants, for a servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends for all things that I have heard from my Father, I have made known to you. Jesus reveals to us everything that he has heard from the Father. Everything that God says, he wants you to know. He wants you to hear it because you're his friend. You're his friend. Friendship has special privileges. You do things for your friends that you don't do for anybody else. And there are things that Jesus does for us. He doesn't do for anyone else because we're his friends. He shares his heart with us. He shares his mind with us. He shares his life with us. And it's wonderful. Friendship with God is wonderful. He's the best friend ever. He's a friend that never leaves you, never forsakes you. He's a friend that likes you, even when you have morning breath. He likes you at your worst. My friends see me in all different stages, not at my worst, but they, I like to only show my best, right? We only like our friends to see the good side of us. But they like us. But there's still another kind of intimacy. And I call it the intimacy of family. Of knowing that you are a son and a daughter of God. That you're part of the family of God. In Leviticus 1 verse 2, 
the Lord calls Moses to speak to the children of Israel. You see, God didn't see Israel as people. God didn't see Israel as just a nation or a congregation or a group, an assembly. God saw Israel as his kids, his family. They were his family. And as close as you can be to your friends, your family will always be closer because they're, they share your blood. Your blood runs through their veins. They're your family. No matter how bad you are, you can't get rid of your family. They're your family. No matter how estranged your relationship might be, they're still your family. They see you at your best. They see you at your worst. They see you in the morning when you get up and nobody else sees you and nobody should. They see you when you're slumming. They see you when you're dressed up. They see you at all phases. Your friends might forsake you. But your family can't, even if they try. Because they're family. And here's what's amazing about family. God calls you and I his family. In 1 John 3, 1, it says, Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us, that we should be called the children of God. And in John 1.12, it says, But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God to those who believe in his name. You and I are family. That's how he sees us. No matter how far you go, no matter how far you run away, you can be the prodigal son that's in a far away country, a distant land. And God will always be a father with an aching heart that's waiting for you to come home because you're family. You know, there's only a few people that can interrupt my life, interrupt my busy schedule, and that's my family. They don't need an appointment. They don't need to ask permission. In fact, they don't. I'll be on the radio and... In comes my daughter. Hey, oh, you're on the radio. Oh, sorry. It's like, oh, well, guess all the whole world just heard that. It's my family. They don't have to fear getting fired. Can't fire your family. I tried to fire my mom once. She still tells me what to do. It's like, Mom, you don't need to tell me what to do anymore. I'm your mom forever. (laughs) It's your family. My family moves into my house without asking permission. Come over, eat my food. I open up my refrigerator and there's stuff that I'm like, what do we have all this food in here for? Oh, it's Madison's food. Oh, okay. I have a thousand bags of pasta. I don't even eat pasta. 
my family. They use my stuff. They put their stuff in with my stuff. I don't get mad at them. It's my family. And that's how God sees you. That's how God loves you. You're not an imposition to him. You're his family. And there are privileges to being in God's family. In Hebrews 4.16, it says that we can come boldly into the throne of grace to obtain mercy and find grace in times of need. I don't have to be pretentious with God. I don't have to stand before God and say, Oh, God, God of power and might and heaven and earth, I am just your lowly worm of a son. You're God and I'm not. Imagine if my kids walked up to me and said, Oh, Dad, you're Dad and I'm not. I would slap them. What are you doing? Give me a hug. I love it with my grandson. I just stand at the door and I open my arms and he just jets across the room. Gives me a hug. He doesn't even care who's in the way. It's like, if you're in the way, get out of my way. That's my granddad. My kids used to be like that. Now they run with their arms wide open and they say, Dad, I need money. Um, But see, they're my kids. They have access to me all the time. You're God's kids. You have access to him anytime you want. You don't have to go through anybody. Just go straight to Jesus. Why don't you do it? In Romans 8, it says that I'm an heir of God, that I'm a joint heir of Christ. And that means everything that the Father has given to the Son, he gives to us. Everything that the Son gets, I get. Now, if you could just get that, if you could just grasp that, that everything that Jesus has has been given to you, that alone will change your life forever. Everything you're trying to grab a hold of, feeling loved, feeling important, feeling needed and valued, it's already been given to you. It's how Jesus sees you. Power, the authority, his promises, the permission to represent the King of kings and the Lord of lords. It's yours because your family belong to him. Thank you for listening today. When I was a young man, Jesus made himself known to me. I was sitting in a Bible study, and I heard an audible voice say, Holland, I love you. And those words changed my life. And you know, those words can change your life today as well. You know, Jesus said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him would not perish but have everlasting life. And today you can begin that eternal everlasting life by praying a simple prayer and mean it with all your heart. Just say, Lord Jesus, I surrender to you. 
I want to live my life for you. Forgive me for everything I've done to offend you. Forgive me for breaking your law. I want to surrender to you. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and give me the power to live for you all the days of my life. And if you've done that, you're born again. You've been listening to a message in a series called The Beauty of Holiness, going through the book of Leviticus. We're so glad you took the time to learn from God's Word today, and we hope you'll tune in next time. Right now, you can hear more messages by visiting our website, calvarysanclemente.org. Just click on Teaching. Feel free to download and share the messages you find there, and we trust they'll be a blessing to you. We'd love to connect with you on social media as well. You can find us on many platforms by following the links available at our website. Be sure to like our pages to stay up to date with all the latest information. Are you in the San Clemente area? If so, we have a seat waiting for you at Calvary Chapel San Clemente this Sunday. We gather to worship at 8.30 a.m. and 10.30 a.m., and we have a Bible study on Thursdays at 6.30 p.m. You can get directions and more information by visiting calvarysanclemente.org. If you're not able to be with us in person right now, that's okay. We're streaming our services live every week on our website, as well as on YouTube and Facebook Live. Just visit our website for all the information you need to connect. One more time, that's calvarysanclemente.org. Is there anything we can be lifting up to the Lord in prayer for you? Please let us know by calling us at 949-228-9117. That's 949-228-9117. We're happy to connect with you. Thanks for listening to today's edition of Worship Life Radio. Every one of us is on a journey of grace. God wants you to be free and full of joy. Pastor Holland's message series, A Journey of Grace, will help you discover how to live the abundant life that Jesus promises to give you today. Order your personal copy of A Journey of Grace at worshipliferadio.com.